If you're tuning into this podcast, it shows you care a great deal about your child's health. So I want to share with you my video course on nutrient supplementation for children that I just published on udemy.com. If you check the description of this episode for the link to my website where you can sign up to my mailing list, as soon as you sign up, I'm going to send you a voucher so that you can get this video course for free. And in the course, I'm going to discuss the most important supplements for children and how to pick quality supplements, how to avoid poor quality ingredients, how to avoid potentially harmful extra ingredients, and basically how to steer clear of the marketing ploys designed to sell us inferior quality supplements. So I hope that you get value out of this course. I'm sure that if you apply the knowledge you learn in it, you will save not just time researching these supplements, but also money. And most importantly, you will get the best quality supplements that your budget will allow so that you can provide your child with the nutritional support that they need. So check out the description for the link to my website where you can sign up to my mailing list. And as I said, as soon as you sign up, I'll send you the the coupon to get the course for free. And if you do sign up, please let me know how you find it. If there's any other information you would like me to include or any other feedback, I would be very grateful if you could send me that. Thank you. This is a quick episode to go over the principles of a healthy diet for your child. I just want to make sure that we're on the same page here because everybody really has a their own view of what a healthy diet is. And in the case of autistic kids, because they suffer from many different metabolic and health challenges, we want to make sure that your child's diet is as impeccable as possible. So principle number one of a healthy diet for your child, it must be fully organic, all organic. Every single product, food or drink needs to come from an organic source. So if it's fruits and vegetables, they need to be hopefully certified organic or from your local farmer that you know uses organic practices. They don't necessarily have to be certified organic as long as you know the person and you can trust them. And then the uh, animal products, they need to, again, be either organically raised or you need to know the farmer. They need to be grass-fed. For example, cows, if it's beef, it needs to be grass-fed, pastured. Eggs, likewise, need to be pastured. Uh, And any dairy products, of course, need to come from organic sources if dairy is still a part of your child's diet. This is extremely important because pastured animals are a lot healthier than their feedlot counterparts. So not only are cows and chickens given grains and all sorts of other medications or hormones when they're in these uh, confined factory operations. So obviously the animals are not going to be very healthy. They don't run around to to, to, to build muscle to get sunshine, things like that. And then on the other hand, that, that's exactly what you get when you have pastured cows, chickens, things like that. They're out there in their natural habitat for the most part, running around, you know, chickens are eating bugs, cows are eating grass, getting sunshine, moving around, getting exercise. This is important because unhealthy animal products equal unhealthy humans. And this is to a great extent why meat seems to have been implicated as it causes disease and things like that. It's actually, if you get healthy, good quality meat, it's it's very much health promoting. Now, when it comes to fish, it's important to remember to stay, stick with small 
wild-caught fish, for example, sardines and anchovies. You, you want to stay away from the larger fish for the most part. Now, yourself, you might want to eat tuna once in a while, but for autistic kids, we would certainly want to stay away from large fish like that because they tend to live a long time and because they're predatory, they, they also eat smaller fish. So it allows them a long time to bioaccumulate various toxins, including PCBs and heavy metals such as mercury, cadmium, arsenic, and so on. So stay away from large, large uh, predatory fish. Stick with the wild caught small fish. Sardines from a can are also good. Um, and it's important to remember that you might see organic salmon in the, in the store. I would highly recommend that you stay away from any farmed fish. And if it's organic salmon, it means it's been farmed, right? And the problem there is that those fish are very much confined. They're eating things like grains that are not part of their normal diet. They might be organic grains, but they're nonetheless not a part of the animal's diet. And that greatly, it basically skews the omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acid content of the meat. So generally pastured and, um, you know, animals that, fish that eat, uh, you know, more algae and kind of in a natural habitat, they would tend to have more higher omega-3 fatty acids, whereas, you know, uh, beef or cattle that eat grains or have a higher omega-6 content. And the, why is that important? It's because omega-3 fatty acids, as you probably know, they're anti-inflammatory and they're good for the brain. Whereas omega-6 fatty acids are more pro-inflammatory. So again, this is why you want pastured, wild-caught, grass-fed, organically raised. This is, these are kind of the keywords when it comes to animal products because uh, this goes back to the old, you know, does meat cause disease or is it just badly, you know, bad farming practices causing unhealthy animals to, you know, exert those effects on us? Next up, water. I mean, this should this should be common knowledge, um, but you want clean, filtered water free of contaminants from your child. So you certainly won't, do not want to be giving your child tap water, which has things like copper, chlorine, fluoride, a manner, you know, potentially dozens, if not hundreds of chemicals, additives, uh, and contaminants. Next up, we, you want to minimum or you want to minimize processed and junk foods. So sugar, artificial colors, additives, and all the other chemicals like emulsifiers and so on. You want to minimize all the processed foods that contain those. So as I talk in my book, a lot of those, while they not, may not be necessarily, there might not be a causal factor or a link with autism, there's, cert, there's certainly a lot of associations with other conditions. So you want to minimize those foods from your child's diet. If you if you must buy snacks and things like that, try to buy them organic. There's, you know, for example, corn, corn chips and uh, organic chocolate. There will be a lot less detrimental than if you buy Snickers or Kit Kats or things like that. Juices, especially, you want to stay away from just standard juices, juice boxes, things like that. They, they they're very likely to have pesticides in them. So you wanna if you if you wanna give your child juice or your child wants juice, juicing some uh, oranges or things like that, or you know, uh, carrot making carrot juice 
or just buying organic uh, juice is, is probably your best bet. And that's the thing about organic products. The more demand there is, the more prices drop. So in fact, I've, I've been in shops where, uh, for example, corn chips would, would, were cheaper than organic. They were cheaper organic than non-organic. So there's certain, there's certainly organic products certainly are becoming more popular and prices are, are um, lowering as a result. Next principle is, of course, you want to exclude foods from your child's diet to which they are allergic or sensitive. So if you've done allergy testing, obviously you want to keep those foods out of the diet. And when, if and when you do decide to do a food sensitivity test, you want to ensure that any highly reactive foods are kept out of your child's diet for at least three to six months before you begin to introduce them again. This three to six months period gives your child's immune system a break. And during that time, the, the immune system starts producing less and less antibodies to those foods. And hopefully in that time, you're working with your practitioner to improve your child's gut function, to positively modulate the immune system. And when you introduce those foods later, they should not be as reactive as before. And then finally, it should go without saying, but the, your child's diet need to have, needs to have adequate calories. So not too much or not too little. So those are really the core principles. If you were to ask me what the most important thing out of this discussion to remember is, it's just do yourself a favor, do your child a favor, try to make as many organic substitutions as possible in the near term. And long-term, the best decision is to stay away from all those products because they are they are truly putting a burden on your child. Every single bite, every single plate of food that has uh, chemicals, pesticides, herbicides, it's putting, it's taxing your child's detoxification capacities. Basically, it's hindering your child's ability to reach optimal health. So I hope you found this episode useful and I'll see you on the next one.